I, of course, am Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry, and Jeff. The noise you heard at the beginning, that's my coffee maker, Rhonda. When I need a cup of coffee, I always say, of course, help me, Rhonda. When I need an emergency cup of coffee, I then say, help me, Rhonda, help, help me, Rhonda. I'm doing this because of my love for coffee. Thank you, Rhonda, for another great cup of coffee to start the morning off. Welcome again to Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. I am Jeff. Hey, welcome to this week's episode of Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. I'm Jeff. And our first restaurant, let's call it review, was the Jelly Cafe in Palatine, Illinois. And we went there Sunday. And the food was really good. I had potato pancakes. Very good. But the coffee was excellent. And it was so busy. And the good thing was they, instead of the waitress having to come by and give you, ask if you want more coffee, they gave you a carafe filled with coffee. So that way they kept the line moving. And then even when it, when it, empty, when it was empty, uh, it was so busy. The waitress came by once, one more time, asked if we wanted more coffee. But then later, probably about 10 minutes later, the owner or the manager came by, asked us if we want more coffee. She lifted up the carafes. It was empty, so we asked us, but great service, great coffee, great potato pancakes. Highly recommended in Palatine on, I think it's Quentin and Dundee. So you want to go there. Um, okay, this week is, today is Father's Day. So out of respect for my old man, I'm going to call him Dad today. Okay, so Dad... For our movie review, he took me to a James Cagney film festival on a Sunday night. And he wasn't going to take me, but my mom, because he had promised me for weeks that he was going to take me. And then my mom said, Chuck, take the kid. Okay, so it was two movies, White Heat and Public Enemy. Have some coffee yet? Thanks, Jim. Let him get it himself. My wife don't wait on nobody. You know something, Brennan? If I turn my back long enough for Big Ed to put a hole in it, there'd be a hole in it. Big Ed. Great Big Ed. <laughs> you know why they call him that? Because his ideas are big. Some days when I get a really big one. About me. It'll be his last. Great movies. Um, came home. And there's a part in there, uh, came home, and I was telling my brothers and everybody I wanted to be Big Ed, which I loved the guy. He was great. <laughs> great. Big Ed had big ideas. Great movie. And to this day, my brothers still call me Ed once in a while. You know, instead of Jeff, I guess it's easier than me calling me Jeff or Beaver. Um, okay, I promised the good, the bad, and the ugly of Dad, dear old Dad. Let's start with the good. Three things that dad gave to me, okay? Baseball, music, punctuality. Let's go with punctuality first because, you know, all the times they said he would lock me out on a porch. Well, that taught me to be on time. If it, Maybe he didn't mean that to be a learning lesson. I've never been late. I had fact, my first three years of high school, I had perfect attendance. And then my senior year, unfortunately, my sister was a freshman. 
I had to wait for her. And I was, I think, late the third day of school that year, which cost me my White Sox ticket. I started being late for school for a little bit more after that. But I was never, and now if you ask my wife and kids, I don't like being late. I like leaving early for things, getting there ahead of time, getting situated. Love of baseball. He loved baseball. He always, when he'd get drunk, he would tell us about how he was 16 and he missed going out for a trial with the Detroit Tigers. So, but he was 16. He got drunk, missed the tryout. And then, you know, we would hear that story all the time. Taught us how to love the game, appreciate the game, played very well. We all became very good players, except for my oldest brother, which we love baseball. He bought us our own Stan Musial batting tips album. Stan Musial was Polish. It was his favorite player along with Ted Williams. So every morning, 6 a.m., we'd go out to play during the summer. He would have a friend called Charlie Padukes come by and bring us orange juice and grapefruit juice in these little old wax cartons that you used to lift up. They'd be round, and uh, they were great. And we never figured out at the time why he was there every morning. He never worked. (laughs) But, you know... Things happen for a reason, and if it wasn't for him not working, this was a positive effect because it taught us baseball. Dad taught us how to play baseball, practice, practice, practice. We loved it, still love baseball. Next one is music. He loved music. His favorite singer was Al Jolson. He'd start drinking on Sunday morning, probably about 10. So my job was to put all the albums on and for the Al Jolson records. So I could probably still sing probably about 10 Al Jolson songs right now. I have them loaded on my computer, on my iTunes. Then he would get 45s, and he'd have me stack them up. You could play 10 at a time. I have a few written down. I mean, I still have them in my mind. I know them by heart, but I have them written in front of me. One of them, these are the 45s I used to have to put on, and he listened to them every Sunday. One was Daddy's Little Girl by El Martino. That, of course, was for my sister. Uh Little Old Wine Drinker by Robert Mitchum, the actor. There was another version by Dean Martin, which eh, Robert Mitchum, the actor, had that. I'm praying for rain in California so the grapes can grow and make more wine. Um, Then he had another song called Cab Driver by the Mills Brothers, which was Cab Driver, Drive Once More by Mary's Place, which, of course, was my mom. So he loved that song. Uh, And then another one he had, which I didn't even Google it or look it up because I just went by memory. It was called L. David Sloan. Leave me alone. And then it's 1969. I made a big mistake of buying him a boy named Sue by Johnny Cash, which was murder on everybody on Sunday mornings. Is there's a part in there where Johnny Cash, he's he's named Sue. We were tracking down his dad. And when he finds him, he yells out, my name is Sue. How do you do? Now you're going to die. Well, when that part would come on, dad would always <laughs> just say in a high-pitched voice, my name is Sue, how do you do? And he would say that. So finally, one day the record went missing. We couldn't find it. It was under my bed, but we couldn't find it. So we never played it again with him on a Sunday morning. Okay, let's have some fun with a boy named Sue. My daddy left home when I was three, didn't leave much for behind me, just this old guitar and an empty pot of coffee. Now, I don't blame him because he run and hid, but the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left, he drank up all our coffee. I'll tell you, life ain't easy without any coffee. Those are the three things. 
Baseball, music, punctuality, those are the three good things that Dad gave to us, gave to me uh, especially. So I do appreciate that. Uh, next for Dad is the bad. When I was in California, I needed money to get a record player. And my mom had me write him a letter. I needed $25 to get a record player. So I wrote him and he sent me the money, which was amazing. I got it probably in a couple weeks. And that was 1969, early. Uh, later in life, this is where the bad comes in. I needed orange gym shoes, my orange Converse. And I went to him, I said, I need 10 bucks to get my orange Converse. He looked at me and said, if you want to dress like, like a clown, pay for it yourself. And then he hit me with this. By the way, you still owe me $25. I said, for what? He goes, for that record player that I sent you the money. I go, I thought you sent that to me as a gift. He goes, did you read the letter? Never said this is a gift. I go, so you're calling me out. On $25 when I needed it when I was, what, 11. So I got a paper route. I think it was like 10 bucks, 12 bucks to get my orange Converse. Later, we ran, <laughs> we were, we took a, a bus ride across to uh, the country to go uh, Riverside, California, where my Aunt Marge lived. And he wanted, we stopped in Evanston, Wyoming, and he wanted to get dinner. And he said, you pick up this one. Don't forget, you still owe me 25 bucks. And this is like 1976. I said, are you ever going to get over this? No, no. So when I went in there, I asked the girl, I said, give me two coffees. I said, can you write on a receipt, piece of paper saying this coffee is 25 bucks? She goes, you want? I go, yeah. So we get on the bus and I hand it to him. I said, here, it was 25 bucks. For these two coffees, I said, here's the receipt. I said, don't ever ask me ever again for this money ever again. I regret asking you. Well, I'm only kidding. I go, no, you weren't kidding. I said, so no more. That's it. Gave him the receipt. Okay, let's get to the ugly. It's 1970. I'm in eighth grade and on the basketball team for West Pullman Grammar School. And we're the only team in the league that has black players. And one of them happened to be my very best friend at the time, Derek Wilson. He was our great basketball player, tall, uh, great friend of mine. I would go to his house. Uh, he lived on 117th in Laughlin, which was a little walk away from our my house on a, from 123rd Normal. But we would hang around beginning seventh grade, uh, eighth, first year of high school, which caused a problem with the local, let's call it a gang, the Park Boys. So our games would be on Friday nights. So after about the third game, they started showing up more and more. And Derek and I are walking up 123rd, and all of a sudden we hear, there they are, let's get them. So we turn, and they're pointing at us. And if you ran through the alley, you were on normal, and our house was right there right next to the alley behind uh, Aiden's grocery store, who was our um, landlord. We rented the house there. So we get to the house, and we're in the basement. There's Dad sitting there down in the basement. He's having a cup of coffee and pulling on his Lucky, sober. He's like, what's going on? I said, well, they're chasing us, you know, because of Derek. 
He goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, because of Derek. So Derek goes, well, Mr. Bosser, they're after me because I'm black. He looks at us and he said, well, we have to live here. So I looked at him, I said, what does that mean? He goes, we have to live here. Derek, I'm sorry. He goes, you have to go. I said, no. So I start crying. Derek starts crying. I said, we're not going out there. He goes, you have to go. My mom comes downstairs. She goes, what's going on? I said, well, they're chasing us through the park. They want to beat us up, especially Derek. I said, and dad is saying we have to leave. He has to go because we have to live here. So my mom looks at us and we're crying. And she goes, Chuck, number one, you're hardly ever here, so you don't even live here. Number two, we're not sending him out there, okay? We're not sending Jeffrey's friend out there. He stays here. And then what you're going to do is you're going to walk them home. And he's like, well, I don't know, Mary. She goes, yeah, you're going to do that, Chuck, or don't bother coming back. Once you leave this house the next time, you're done. So he looks at both of us. He goes, in a half hour, we're leaving. Okay. So my mom, she looks at both of us. We're crying. And she puts her hand on our one hand on each one of our faces and says, don't worry, boys. It's going to be okay. All right. So just take it easy. Sit down. Relax. Get some water or some of that fine carnation instant milk, a glass of milk with it. So we sat down and dad disappears, comes back probably about 20 minutes later. He goes, all right, here's the deal. We're leaving in 10 minutes. We're going to walk straight up normal to 119th. He said, you guys walk behind me. So then we look, he's got his little gun, I think it was a 32. He goes, everything's going to be fine. More like, you sure? He goes, well, here's the deal. He said, one of those punks comes up to me, one of them long-haired freaks comes up to me. He goes, I'm going to shoot him. I'm going to shoot the first one. <laughs> so <laughs> we almost started crying again because your mother wants you to get home. I'm going to make sure you get home. Derek had said, I can call my dad. He can come get me. Well, we didn't have a phone. He didn't want a phone. Dad didn't want a phone in the house. Our phone was a pay phone for Aiden's grocery store. So when he closed at 7 o'clock, we're cut off from the world. That's the way he wanted it. My mom let him go with that. Apparently, my mom probably thought it was one less bill she had to pay, which was a great idea because we really didn't need a phone. But that night, we needed a phone. Dad says, all right, we're going. We're walking, and he's walking fast. He goes, come on. Turns around, he goes, come on, come on. So we get it, we catch up to him. And he looks at us, he stops. Did you at least win the game? Which brought a smile to our faces. And Derek's like, yeah, Mr. Boss, we won the game. You know, we, we won by a lot. I don't know, I think we beat seven Holy Founders. Something goes, good, good. You guys won the game. What's your record? We're walking and walking. He's asking us about how we're doing. Mind you, he never cared. He's, I didn't realize till years later, he was trying to cut the ice because he could feel the tension as we're walking. So we get to Derek's house. He goes, all right, Derek. He goes, just so you understand something, he goes, you're always welcome in our house. I'm really sorry. I think that's the only time I ever heard my dad apologize. Everyone's upset. He goes, so I'm just telling you, you want to come to our house, you're more than welcome. He goes, from now on, you come to our house. If there's any issues, I'm going to protect you. Okay, you tell your dad I said hi. 
So we leave. We're walking up the street, and my dad looks at at me, and he goes, "It's going to be tough going forward." He goes, "With with everything that's changed." He goes, "But he goes, I shouldn't have done that. He's only thirteen." So we get home, get down in the basement. He looks at me. He goes, "You want a cup of coffee?" I said, "Yeah." So we sat there, and just you know, I don't even know what we talked about because he was smoking so much. He was chain smoking him lucky strikes, but that was it. He turned. Um, a weird night into a good night. I don't want to call it good, but all of a sudden he had a change of heart. I think part of it was my mom threatened him to literally kick him out of the house. That was the ugly part that turned into, I don't know, again, a good night. Buddy, we don't even know if there was any bullets in the gun. He just showed it, and we actually felt safe. I mean, we got shook up when we looked at it, but then we felt safe walking with him, and I think that was his whole issue was, to make us feel safe. On that note, um, happy Father's Day to every father out there. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better. Coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Join us next week where we continually talk about coffee, which we all love. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne Two Elements. Thank you. Uh, production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find our website on Buzzsprout. And if you ever listen to that song, when he, and then he would do that after about 10 cans of ham. My name is Sue. How do you do? I listen to that song probably every other day. I have it on my phone. Great song. It's Johnny a wonderful Cash. song. It's a wonderful song. Johnny Cash live at Folsom Prisoner San Quentin. It's but, amazing. Uh, it's a great song. And do you know what day I bought him that record on? It was on my birthday in 1969, July 28, 1969. I bought him that record. For okay. your birthday. For my birthday, yeah. Because I was at the record store. Uh, and. I just, I bought it and then I didn't have nothing to give him. So I gave him that. I think I bought it for myself. And then I thought, oh, what the hell? I'll say I'm giving it to him and then I'll play it. But then he would say, put that song on again with uh, that Johnny Cash song. Mm -hmm.